during New Year, whether Chinese New Year or uh, the, the turn of a new year, we, we make resolution, we make plans for what is ahead. Organizational, organizations make plans, churches make plans. We plan for the year, plan for what is ahead. Plan is good because plan gives us a focus. Plans give us a, a perspective, right? And God has a plan for, for your life. God has a plan for all of us. And this plan for your life uh, is, is His plan. The plan for your life that God has in store for us is His idea. It's his, it's come from Him. And it's a good one. How do you know that? In Jeremiah 29, verse uh, 11 to 13, let's read together. For I know that plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. Then you will call upon me and come and pray to me, and I will hear you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. Now this is what the scripture says, that the Lord spoke through Jeremiah, that God has a good plan. So that, so that, so that you will call upon me, he said, come and, and, and pray to me. You have reason to pray to me. Because there you are, I have a good plan for you. I have all good thoughts towards you. I have a future for you. And that is what God say. Whatever God say, it is decided, right? It is, it is, it is decided, it is done. So, I want to encourage all of us, no matter where our, life, where our lives are at the moment, where your life is at the moment, look ahead. No matter from where you are standing right here, at this point of time, how does it look like? What does the future look like? I want to encourage you to hold this truth in your, in, your, in, your, in your heart. Hold this in your mind. Hold it up and say that God has a good plan for me. And that should give me reason. Should come that I should draw near to Him. Let us pray. Father, we thank You that Lord, You are a good God. Therefore, every plan that you have for me is a good plan. It only makes sense because you are good and you are good all the time. And there's no evil found in you. And Lord, when you have decided to give us a good plan, there's no shadow of turning in you. Lord, we pray, O oh God, that today as we draw near to you, this truth will come out so strong and so real to us in whatever our circumstances may be. We pray, O oh God, to open our hearts to receive your words, your revelation to us, your encouragement. Thank you, Lord, for being here with us. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Today, I want to share with you about predestination or predestined, difficult topic. Uh, theologians have been arguing over it for hundreds of years. So I'm going to attempt to make it sound uh, uh, reasonable and rational. Let's read from Romans chapter 8, verse 27 to verse 30. Uh, Romans chapter 8, verse 27 to verse 30. Uh, let's read together, shall we? Now... He who searches the hearts knows the, what the mind of the Spirit is because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are the called according to His purpose. For whom He foreknew, He also predestined to be conformed to the image of His Son, that He might be the firstborn among many brethren, Moreover, whom he predestined, this he also called. Whom he called, this he also justified. And whom he justified, this he also glorified. We know 
Romans chapter 8, verse 28, pretty well. Whenever bad things happen to us, we say that, wow, we know that all things, all things work together for good for those who love, uh, to love God. All good things happen to us. We also quote that verse. Whatever happens to us in life, we say that there is a purpose, right? Now, we can understand these this, this scriptures in a, in, a, in a proper context, not just in the context of Romans chapter 8, but also in the context of the entire, entire revelation of God's words. So please bear with me. I need the help of the whiteboard this morning because I feel that I, without the whiteboard, I'm not be able to illustrate as clearly as I would want to be. I, I want it to be, right? Now, now, not all things work together for good to those... Oh, not all things work together for good, period. But to those, number one, who love God, number two, those who are called, number three, according to His purpose. Right? You got it? Not all things work together for good. But there are for to those who love God, to those who are called, to those who are called according to His purpose. And Paul went on to say that for whom He foreknew, He also predestined. Paul in his writing in the book of Ephesians as well, talking about God knew us before the foundation of the world. Those of us who are in Desert Stream, we have spent a bit of time understanding what it means to, for God to know us before the foundation of the earth. Before we were even conceived in a mother's womb, how could God know us? Because God has already in his mind that we should be created. All right? Now we're not going to go into that. To, to, uh, today we are going to uh, look at predestined. He also predestined, was 29, to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might, be, he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Verse 30. Moreover, whom he predestined, that is you and me, this he also called, whom he called, this he also justified, still you and me, and whom he justified, this he also glorified, still you and me. He will justify you. He will justify me. He will glorify you. He will glorify me. That is the plan of God. That is the purpose of God. That is what God has in store for you and for me. That is a good plan. Supposed to be lived out by us, manifested in our lives, in every area of our lives. You know what happened, right? When sin came into the world, all this took a turn, took a sharp turn, turning away from all this. But not all is lost because Jesus came. God sent his son, Jesus Christ, to make, to redeem the world, to make the U-turn, to make the turn back, to bring us back into all this. All this can only happen with God in the center of our life with Christ having come to the world and died on the cross. Now we all say that because we are predestined, therefore we have a destiny. I want to suggest to us, uh, consider this word destiny, especially for us uh, Chinese speaker. Very difficult to translate destiny, isn't it? Huh? Uh, some of us are translators here. You know, you know, it's very difficult to translate destiny. And because there is a Chinese understanding, there is another word called fate. Fate. F-A-T-E. Fate. So a lot of time, people understand destiny as fate. Miang sui. Miang sui. Destiny is translated as ming ting. It doesn't quite ring very clearly with the Chinese speaker. What is the difference between miang sui and miang tin? Jin tin ma. Jin tin ma. Tin hoi It's already fixed. Destiny means what is fixed in Chinese, huh? what is fixed in life. And uh, fate is like, is what you're meant to be. Lah. What is the meaning of fate? Understanding of fate. You and I are born into this world. This is me. We born into this world. SPM. Right? We study SPM. Okay, those of us who have gone to SPM or, or your, your MCE, huh? Huh? <laughs> now, fate means that you are fated to get 10 A's. So, I don't study very hard. 
I still got 10 A's. I go around and say that I'm fated. That's my fate, man. You see, I don't even study very hard. Now, I still remember the day before SPM, uh, or was it the, the, the day after the first paper, uh, my SPM. I can't remember SPM or SCPM. We went to watch James Bond movie. Moonraker. I still remember Moonraker. Hey, still okay. Uh. Fated. Uh. Then I went on to study. I didn't get into the university that I wanted to. I still become, I can still become a lawyer. Myang sui. Fate. I'm fated against all odds. Whether I like it or not, right? Whether I like it or not, you know? And uh, probably, probably it's fated, the ink will come out. Oh. You know, fate, <laughs> fate is like that. Okay, I got it. I got it. Fate is like that. Understanding of fate is that whatever you do, you cannot run away from it. We are, you are need to just passively live your life and make sure that you just go on living if you are fated to be the Prime Minister of Malaysia, nothing will stop you all. If you are not fated, no matter how hard you try, you cannot be. Is that destiny? May I suggest to you, it is not destiny. It is not what God's plan for you. God's plan for you and I are not like that. That is the devil's lie. There is all this are the devil's lie to feel that you cannot change your future. You can do absolutely nothing. All you need to do is to just receive it as fate. Whatever will be, will be. No. That is furthest away from biblical truth, from the scriptures. Then what is destiny? Let me just... Before I start drawing, I need to, I need to share the word of God a bit. Uh, <laughs> so, now before we go that, you like, you, you, uh, how, how many of us like to watch uh, Marvel movies? Marvel movies? Okay, you know how, okay, those of you who do not understand Marvel movies, uh, it's okay. I love Marvels, I love DC, I grew up with Superman, I grew up with Batman, right? <laughs> I grew up with Captain America. At that time, we didn't have Iron Man. I think much later, they have Iron Man. Now, there was a story about, you know, this, uh, 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 they want to take down a, a, a huge, a very powerful threat to the entire universe, not just to Earth. Uh, his name was Thanos. Remember Thanos? Thanos, very powerful. Thanos could see the future. Tarada can predict every move of all these Avengers, all these uh, Captain America, uh, 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 who else? Iron Man and uh, the, the Thor, all, all, all those. They can they predict every move. Nobody can take out Thanos. Then came Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange was a person who could actually look into the future and he did a calculation and how many possibilities of the battle that they were entering into. Before they entered into the battle with, uh, Tha with, uh, with Thanos, of course, movies, la, uh, science, science fiction, uh, they play cheat. La, uh, they can turn back the clock and start over again. You fight, 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 lose already, right? Turn, turn back the clock, reset, fight again. Fight, fight, fight lose, lose again, turn, turn back the clock. They do, they do that. That's how Hollywood makes money, you see? So nobody dies, nobody dies. Now they have an idea of a multiverse, right? You, parallel universe, that they never die, you know? Spider-Man will never die, you know? Uh, Thanos maybe will never die. It will come back again in another universe. This is like, you know, no win situation, okay? But anyway, come back to the uh, Thanos. So, so Iron Man and Avengers asked uh, Dr. Strange, you calculate how many possibilities are this battle that we're going to? He said, there are millions. There are millions of possible outcomes. So, so, Doctor Strange, in his in his uh, in his uh, magical power, he he ran through all the possible 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 outcome, like a computer lah. He ran through. If you fight this one, you put your right right punch out, or you will lose. 
if you fight, you fight Thanos. You come, come from on top, you lose. Wow! He 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 just he just he just sat there. You know, if you watch a movie, the final battle was it again in uh, in Infinity War. Is it? I think I think it's about that. So anyway, I can't remember the, the name of the movie already. I mean the the, the title of the movie. Huh? The Infinity War. No, Infinity War. Okay, Infinity War. So so the, it was it was inf- infinite outcome. So Dr. Strange sat there and then calculated, calculated, and actually he looked through all the millions of possible outcome of the battle. Iron Man asked him, what is, the, is there any outcome that we will win? He said, yes. How many possibilities, how many outcome, how many possibilities, the way you fight this war, you can win? He put out one finger, he said, only one. Only one possibility. What does it mean? That means that whatever, however they fight the war, the outcome is already known. In every possibility, in every action, every decision that they make, this bunch of Avengers make, the outcome is already known. But there is one and only one that will, let, that will lead to victory. And they did that. What has that got to do with destiny? What has that got to do with predestination? That means that whatever the decision that you and I made, the outcome is not a surprise to God. Do you understand what I'm saying? Let me repeat that again. That means that whatever decision that mankind make, billions of human beings on, on earth, the decision that we make today after we walk out this door, no matter how radical it is that we think, it, was, it is never a surprise to God because He's all-knowing in that way. But there's one thing He will not know. Is this that what would you choose? What would you choose? You understand what I'm saying? But you cannot, we and you and I cannot surprise him. Suddenly I walk out this door here in the Chinese service, I change into jeans and come, you know, t-shirt and come and preach. I say, I want to surprise the Chinese congregation. But God say, I am not surprised by that choice because there will be consequences that I also know what will happen. Your Chinese congregation is going to bombard you. <laughs> You're going to be questioned. It is not a surprise to him. You understand what I'm saying? That is what it means that God is all-knowing. We cannot surprise him. Are we okay with that? Okay, let me just, just go on now. Uh, because time. So that the destiny it is not something that is fixed, fated. God has a destiny for us. That means that yes, God has a final destination for us. And the destiny is a journey. What is that final destination? Right? What is the final destination? How does it work? Let me just, uh, just uh, go through this. What are we predestined for? Number one, we are predestined to be sons of God. Right? We are predestined to be sons of God. That means we are predestined to have intimacy with the Father. The whole characteristics of our life on earth, our existence here on earth, is to be characterized by the love relationship with God. God created us in love and wants to have a love relationship with us. And through the love relationship with God, our lives is satisfied. We are fulfilled. We are joyous. We are we, 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 are, we are like, wow, I'm created for this man. There's an intimacy with God. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 5. Let's read together. Having predestined us to adoption by sons by Jesus Christ to himself according to the good pleasure of his will. You see, predestined us. That is his plan for us. That we all should be have, have intimacy with the Father. Number two, we are predestined for purpose. Our life has purpose. Your purpose and my purpose for life is not something that God, mm, after this person is born, sees first. Huh? 
See what is what does uh, what, what should I do with him? Uh? He's born in Malaysia, you know. There's certain things he cannot do. There's certain things I can do. Let me see. No, that is not God. The purpose for your life and my life is never an afterthought. After God created us already, ah, yeah, created too many, uh, too many people in you know, this world. Time walking by, what is their purpose? Uh, this time, uh, difficult. How, how, how to have give give purpose to all these people? Let me think. Let me think. Let me think. No, it is preordained. Our predestination for our purpose means it preordained. How do you know that? Jeremiah chapter one verse five. Let's read together. Before. I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I sanctified you. I ordained you a prophet to the nations. Let's read that again. And this time, read it to God. And say that before you formed me in the womb, you knew me. Before I was born, you sanctified me. You ordained me a prophet to the nation. Let's just read it once again. Before you formed me in the womb, you knew me. Before I was born, you sanctified me. You ordained me a prophet to the nations. Wow. You just declare your destiny. You just declare your purpose. Each one of us has a purpose, man. That purpose is, cannot be separated from our creator. But after he's created us, wow. Who would know the purpose of a creature, of a, of, of a creation, except for the creator? Isn't it? Number three, we are predestined for glory. We are predestined for glory. That is our destination. We are predestined for glory. As we have read just now, that in, uh, in uh, Romans chapter 8, uh, verse uh, 30, Moreover, whom he predestined, this he also called, whom he called, this he also justified. And whom he justified, this he also glorified. Your life and my life, we are predestined for glory. Let me just give us an illustration about my own life. I was born here in Kota Kinabalu, okay? And I lived my life I went to school, all that, fast forward. Da, da, da. I, came to, I came to do my SPM. Just now I mentioned SPM, right? SPM. I did my SPM. I was quite lazy. I didn't, I didn't, do, I didn't, I didn't study very hard. But I was smart. But not smart enough to give me 10 A's. You see, that's a problem, you see. I think I'm smart enough, but I'm not too, that smart. Right? I study my SPM, my STPM, you know, the week, the few weeks before re, re, revision. Now, this is a common experience. I look at the books, I ask my friend, hey, did the teacher teach this? Uh? <laughs> I said, yeah. He said, where were you? I said, yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay, let's read again. Okay, okay. Okay, go over for exam. Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and there were, I went for my examination, SPM, STPM, in every, in every steps, in every part of my life and your life too, I believe, we need to make decisions, isn't it? We need to make choices. But the choices that we make, there will be consequences that never surprise God. God will give us all that resources that we need to make choices. Even in the midst of lack of resources, we can still choose, you know, we can still choose. If you have no money, you can still choose to eat one roti janai or two roti janai. Or you really no money, really, you take along somebody and say, I have no money, can you buy me a roti janai? We, it's all about choices. Isn't it? You think about it. Tomorrow, you, you want to go, you, to, tomorrow, let's say, tomorrow, you, 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 in tomorrow morning, you have, you have two, two choices. Stay at home, Or go out. We have two choices in one morning. The choices that we make 
we go out, we can do so many things. If we stay at home, we can do so many things. There will be consequences. There will be consequences that follows, isn't it? There are multiple consequences that follows. This is our life, isn't it? As simple as to choose to either stay home or to go out tomorrow. There will be consequences. But none of this is going to surprise God. And so, come back to my life. SPM, SDP, I got my result. I was going, to, I was going, to, I was going through, through, through school and, uh, and, and, and uh, there were decisions that I need to make. I got to write a bit bigger, right? Because, uh, yeah, decisions that I need to make in every part. And the, the, this, uh, the decision that we made is always... We have input of ideas, input of information, right? As I, as I mentioned to you, I, I'm good in, I was good in schools. I shared, I shared with you before that, you know, I, I, uh, I did well in, uh, in, in school, in primary school. You know, all, all our school systems that you would do well, well, after your form three, you immediately go into science stream, right? Now, science stream. But not every one of us is meant for scientists, doctors, engineers, well. Well, only the good ones become doctors and, 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 and engineers. All those who fail, fail one become what? Lawyers, huh? accountants. Is it? Isn't it? Isn't our system is like that? It affects us making decisions. So I flow with it because the information provided for me that make me only to make, to make those decisions. But you see, hold on, hold on, huh? God has a plan for me. And when I was in primary six, I discovered an additional piece of information that I took no notice of. That piece of information is this, that I won, I won in a speech contest. I have, I have some, somebody say, like the gift of the gap. Talk, 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 talk. Can talk. That's why I talk, you all, all listen. I have a gift of the gap. I never took it very seriously. I never took that into my consideration in making my future this decision. So I finished my SPM, STPM in science. So of course, you finish in science, what, what, what do you want to do? But deep inside, I wanted to, to, to do something like economics, like doing a QS, Oh, yeah, civil engineering, mechanical engineering, all this in my, was in my pipe, was in my pipeline. But there's something about the, hum, the social sciences I want to study. Then I make decision. I apply to university. I went to, okay, better put this one like there. I went to USM, University of Science of Malaysia, Penang. On, my, on, on, the, on the decision-making process, uh, there was a university in Malaya. I want to study economics. Because I feel that I can, I can, I can articulate. I'm good, I'm good in that. Remember, I have this additional piece of information that God has enabled me to do that. Although I stammer at times, but I was able to win a speech contest. Or how about that? And there's something that tells me that, look, I make for, you know, I make for something else. I have a destiny. But I make decision. Because all this came to me, I was in a science class. Then I, 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 had, I, have, uh, I have option to, to go to oversee. To study. And oversee means, I mean, uh, UK and US, huh? Let me put it this way, okay? You can, US. Are we okay? Can you see this? You can, US. There was another option is NUS Singapore. So there I was, I put in my application. I was all set uh, in my heart. I pray and I pray, Lord, get me to, you know, overseas, UK, US. I, I, I got accepted in university in UK. I got accepted in university in US. There were, there were a couple of offers from uh, each country. You know, uh, people were willing to help me and all that. that. That is a path. If I were to go to here, my life will be very different now, isn't it? Okay? 
But I, I, I didn't go lah, uh, at this point of time. I ended up in USM. You know why I ended up in USM? Because when I was making the decision, I was going to apply for U, uh, MU for economics. You know, in those days, uh, you apply to university in MU, uh, there's a lot of forms you need to fill. I say, I'm so malas filling the form. <laughs> choices, my dear friends, choices and decisions, there are consequences. That's why I'm not in UM. I was not in UM. Uh, 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 University of Malaya. I was doing my uh, uh, law qualifying exam. I sat in the examination hall at MU. I could have been here 20 years before. I could have been. Regrets, I have a lot. <laughs> and so I didn't want to fill in because I was all set on, on this path, you see. I pray very hard, Lord, give me, give me, you, you know, oversee, da-da-da, da-da-da, all that. Uh, scholarship, all that. And it was the worst economy year in Sabah. The state, the state scholarship was slashed by 70%, my dear friends. JPS scholarship was slashed by 50% in that year. Fated, huh? It looks like that. But did it surprise God? Let me just go back to that. It didn't surprise God. Nothing can catch God by surprise. Okay, so I, 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 I didn't know. I didn't feel the formula because so lazy, so many forms I need to fill in. Why is MU so special? Lah? I didn't, of course, I, people ask me, how do you get into USM? Of course, I got into USM because there are five choices of university. I all put USM. Wah. So they I'm sure get in. <laughs> you know, you're supposed to put, you're supposed to apply to university. You're supposed to have five, five, five choices, your, 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 your choices. But USM is the easiest one, the simplest one. Grace, we are okay, right? We, our university is great, right? Our university is great. Grace is from USM too. And can come. So, so five, five choices, different courses. Five choices. Wow, they look at this. This guy really loves USM. Send him there, you know. The, you know, the verdict has been delivered. You know, he, he loves it. And NUS, my friend was talking about, oh, is it so difficult to get scholarship now? You know, he mentioned in passing. He said, uh, maybe I'll try Singapore. He, he, he tried without telling me. So I missed the deadline. I said, you apply. I got it. Huh? You applied, got it. You didn't tell me. I, we were talking about it. I told you, you, told, you, told, you know that we, we, it's going to be uh, our, 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 our option. But I said, can I put in an application now? Close, ready, low. I really got the offer, low. He said, Thai walk. <laughs> so this is, the, because of the decision I make, this is out. This is out. These are consequences. Because this path will be quite different. No need to have Dr. Strange to tell us. <laughs> this path will be quite different. My friend got into you and, and you asked got a full scholarship. And he could have stayed on to be a PR and subsequently a, a citizen of Singapore. It would have been quite different for me, isn't it? What about this overseas? As I said, scholarship don't have. No scholarship, no money. I ended up in the place that I least wanted to be. Faith? Where is God? Where was God in this? Did I feel discouraged? Absolutely, 100%. Did I doubt that God... Are you, are you there? Are you listening to me? <laughs> Why didn't you do anything? Then, years later, the Lord said that you make those choices or <laughs> Why didn't you, why don't you fill in some additional forms to go to MU? <laughs> why didn't you take the offer from a friend in US and go there and study in Texas? Your choice, my son. But did it surprise God? No. Did it deter me from entering into my destiny? No, my dear friends. No matter what kind of wrong choices you and I make in life, 
no matter what kind of missteps that we have made in life, because it did not surprise God and therefore it will not deter God from causing us to walk into His destiny. How do we know? Romans 8.28 For all things work for good. For those who love Him, who are called according to His purpose. How do we keep ourselves in the destiny of God to walk towards the glorious end, the glorious manifestation of God's presence in our life? When the scripture talks about it, we are glorified, really glorified, not until we die. Huh? Not only after we die, then we are glorified. That means that God's glory is going to be seen in our lives. That means that people look at our lives and say that, all glory to his God. All glory to his, to his Jesus. This life is a miracle. He missed so many opportunities. He makes so many bad decisions. But God restore him. God put him back to his path. All this, as I mentioned just now, was made possible because of Jesus. Because of the cross. Did I feel very nice about all this experience? No. The Chinese say, cry also no tears. Look back. And there were, were there regrets after this? Yeah, there were regrets. There were regrets in life. I took this life, took, took this path forward. There were decisions, again, decisions that I need, needed to make. Some of us in our life, that we need to make decisions concerning relationship, concerning our future job. We mess up. Like Pastor Margaret just this morning said, we mess up. But did it surprise God? No! It did not surprise him because he is determined to stick with us. You mess up, I clean up. You mess up, I clean up. This is the God of grace and mercy. Then you say that if I, every time I mess up, God cleans up, then I keep messing up. La. Choices. Have consequences. Choices have consequences. Every choice we make, there is consequence. The Bible tells us so. Abraham made the choice. The consequence was Ishmael. Did God love him? Did God give him Isaac? Yes, of course. But God will not erase Ishmael. God will not erase your, the consequences of our wrong and bad choices. I make wrong choices here. God will not erase it. I pray to God, God, take me out from USM during the first year. I honestly did. I tried my, my, my hand again on the, on the, on the scholarship again the, in my first year. Then the of course, the government say you're already in university. Give somebody else a chance. Lah. I say, I don't want to be here. But why do you put five choices, USM, is it? <laughs> Your action speaks louder than words, you know? You cannot say you are not interested in USM. You put five choices all. Then I realized that after that, after I got into USM, he said, hey, you don't have any choice. You just put one or two on here. Like, you can live blank. can live blank. I didn't know you can live blank one. <laughs> science students are very obedient. Five choices mean all five choices. Science, ma, science students mean uh, one plus one is two. You can write, you say, put five blanks, but you go put the five, five choices. See, you don't need to put in five choices. Hi, uh, now you tell me already second year. USM. <laughs> There were decisions I made. There were concerns. God did not take me out from USM, obviously. I cannot say, God, I make a, I make a mess. I'm sorry, please. Erase my mess, take me out. Because, no, no. You, you, I know exactly this is the path that you're going to take. But this path that you take is going to deter me from bringing you into glory, my glory, my glory, my plan, my purpose. Not going to deter, not going to, not going to do that. What about relationships? 
you and I sometimes make a mess of relationships with people. Whether a romantic relationship, relationship with families, friends, a mess. Sometimes we say, God, clean up my, clean up my mess. God will say, I will clean up your mess by taking you out from that and taking you towards my glory, my glorious plan for you. But we will suffer, you see. We will suffer. Somebody have a child out of wedlock. Can, it, can, can we ask God to erase the child? The child is born before abortion can be, be done. Can you erase the child? You can't. But God said, I can make something good out of this. In every bad decision that we make, the way, if we don't understand that God has a destiny for us, and His destiny, this is the destiny of God, a journey. What is this called? It is called, uh, put it here like that, uh. No, 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 very good. <laughs> Intimacy with God. God has said all through your life. Isn't it what the Bible says? We are predestined to be the sons of God. We are predestined, we are supposed to live a life in love with God. In love that God created us. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 4. In love, God has created us. In love, He brings us into this world. That is His plan for us. You and I are supposed to live in love. So every decision that we wrong, we make wrong, God never say and condemn you. God never did that. God came to me and comforted me, loved me. I said, Lord, I messed up, uh, but I love you. I don't want you to live in regrets. I, want to, I don't want you to live in you know, banging your own head. I want you to come out. I love you. That is my purpose for you. I love you. I want to lead you out so that you may enter into my glory. So that your life will manifest my glory. That is what we are created for. Does it make sense? So we have make relationships issues. We, we, we make choices and we, and we mess up. And the simple reaction sometimes even, I have, I have, I have, I have. I said, Lord, why, why do you want to, if, if, if you really want me to go to USM, I end up USM, I graduate in, from, from USM. If you really want me to go to USM, don't give me any choice. Lah. Huh? Fated, redeem, ah. go to USM. Why is he asking me to choose? That's what, that's what I did. I feel in the form. I didn't, I didn't choose. I put all yours in. No choice. You see, choices brings consequences. Choices will also... I hope that you can work. Choices... Responsibility. Choices we make is begin to resume, assume responsibility. Now I'm coming to I'm coming to that. Why is that so? Choices is an inseparable and non-negotiable ingredient in love. No choice means not love. Men were given a choice right from the beginning, right in the Garden of Eden. There's a tree of knowledge of good and evil. There's a tree of life. God say, don't eat this one. You can have life from me. Then we say, God, why make it so complicated? You put the tree of the knowledge of good and evil in the garden. If you don't want men to eat it, don't put it there. Lah. Isn't it? Hiya. Now I have a choice. Oh. 
I choose to eat the fruits of the tree of evil, die. Yeah, God warned warn mankind, isn't it? Huh? You don't eat, you, the, the day you eat, you, you die. Hey, like that means equivalent to no choice. Lah. Isn't it? Amen? Can't you see? Oh? Can't see you see? Oh? If you choose to eat, you die. That means you want to live, you have no choice. Lah. You have to choose that one. Lah. It's about love, my dear friends. God said, this is mine. Can you not touch it? If you love me, you obey me. Isn't that what Jesus say? If you love me, you obey my commandments. If you love me, you obey. You choose to obey because you love me. But I make it simple for you, the Lord says. You don't need to choose many things, only two. Choose this day, Joshua said to the entire congregation of Israel, whom you should serve. Choose life or death. There's only two. Very easy. If we choose life in God, we are saying that God, I love you. And I take responsibility. If I choose death, I cannot turn around to say, God, God, why, 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 why do you condemn me to, to, to eternal condemnation, eternal hell? God said, I, I warn you. Uh, I warn you the consequences. I want you the consequence. If you make this choice, the consequence is like this. I've been telling you through the prophets, through the scriptures, not through your pastor. <laughs> choose wisely. If you choose this way, you will die. Every week, the pastor is talking about the same thing. If you think that I'm always talking to people about the same thing, beware. The Lord could be speaking to you because you haven't got it yet. Choose then. So when we choose death, Hiya, God, you're not fair. Why do you condemn me? Hiya, I warn you already, ma. I told you, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. And you did it. You make that choice. You take responsibility. If we don't take responsibility of our choices, there's no repentance to talk about. I'm fated to sin. No? I'm fated to have... Uh, to have, uh, to have uh, cheated people, lie, and da-da-da, unfated. My faith is like that. Like. If you don't cheat, you don't lie, uh, you, you cannot make a living out of it. Unfated, fated. If, I, if it's not my choice, then I have no responsibility. If I have no responsibility, what is there to say sorry to God about? I'm forced to do it. I have no responsibility. No. We all have choices. God works in choices. God has no choice to love us. He chose us before the foundation of the earth. The word is choose. He made that choice. Then we can say to God, God, you created us. Ma. You have no choice but to love us. Ah. You created us. Ah, how? You don't take care of us. How? You, you are caught by your own game, God. You have, God has a choice to love us. To send his son to die for our sins or to banish us from his presence and create new ones. The scripture tells us every place, Old and New Testament, God has a choice that he can do it. When he chooses to call down judgment on mankind, his judgment is just. But when he chooses to withhold judgment, that is mercy. When he chose to, in mercy, he chose to provide a way out for us to return to his destiny in, by giving his son Jesus to die for our sin. When we do not deserve it, that is his grace and his love. It's all about choice. Sometimes, sometimes we read the Bible, oh, yo, you know, God destroyed the world in the flood law. Very terrible. That's his choice. He's telling us, the whole world, I can make that choice today and it is a just choice. I'm not forced to love you, my people, my children. If I don't love you, you die. And he is not forced to love us. He chooses to love us. The Bible tells us all over again, 
over and over again. He can choose. If he can choose to destroy the world in the flood, what is stopping him to, from doing that now? What is stopping him from doing 2,000 years ago? He could have wiped up Israel, wiped up Jerusalem, wiped up the entire world 2,000 years ago. But he chose to send his son, Jesus Christ. That's choice. That's love. Was it easy for, for God to, to do so? To see his only begotten son nailed to the cross because of our sin. It was so terrible. Jesus cried out, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? The Father turned his face as we always sing in a Good Friday hymn. He turned away his face from the Son whom he loved. That's choice. That was the consequence of his choice to choose to love mankind. And it cost him. How do we return to this journey? How do I return to this whole journey of the destiny? I run to Jesus and say, Jesus, I love you. I'm sorry I mess up. There are consequences that I'm suffering. I admit it. I take responsibility. But I beg and plead for mercy. I want to come back to the path of life. And every time we pray, every time we ask God to forgive us, He's faithful and just, He'll forgive us of our sins and cleanse us of all unrighteousness. He will return us back to the destiny. And then He will work from there again. He will, he will, he will, he will, he will bring us out from there. Because we know that God has a plan. His plan is to prosper us. His plan is to glorify us. His plan is for to life. We have a good reason. Jeremiah 29. The verse, the verses that we read at the beginning. God said, I have a plan for you. Now that should give you a good reason to come and pray to me. What do we pray to God for? We pray, God, restore me to your destiny. Restore me to your path. It is difficult choices because there's so many ungodly, sinful choices I make. I make a mess out of my life and I am, I am still walking through the consequences of my mess. But God said that will not stop me. It cannot stop me. I am un unstoppable. My love for you is unstoppable. My destiny for you is sure. If I have not changed my mind because you mess up. Because we when I mess up, we miss the opportunities. There are regrets in our life. It does not change God's original destiny for us. That is Jeremiah 29. That is what it is for all of us. My dear friends, today the encouragement for all of us is this. That if you feel that you have messed up, if you feel that you have misstepped, Take courage that that is not the end. Thanos still can be destroyed. But you and I need Jesus. Where do we go from here? Can I, can I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to leave it here. I'm not, I'm going to just leave it here. I'm going to move this out because I want you to focus on the cross. Is it okay? Uh, gen gentlemen, can you help me to, to put it to the side? This is only for illustration purposes. Thank you very much. Thank you, thank you. Wow, strong man. Thank you. Now, the cross is our hope. Making choices is not easy. More difficult for some than others. And sometimes we need to keep making the same choice. How do we step up into our predestined destiny and our identity of what, who God say we are? Let us read together these few verses and then we're going to bring up, bring up, bring it close to, uh, to the sharing this morning. Romans chapter 8, verse 31 to verse 39. Let's read through these verses um, yeah, in an unhurried way, but uh, yeah, let us read together. What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son 
but deliver him up for us all. How shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Who shall bring a charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. Who is he who condemns? It is Christ who died, and furthermore is also risen. Who is even at the right hand of God, who also makes intercession for us? Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? As it is written, for your sake we are killed all day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Yet in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Nothing can separate us from the destiny of God. What do we do? Choose Jesus, my dear friends. Choices has consequences. Doesn't matter what kind of choices we have made in the past. Doesn't matter even what kind of choices we make an hour before we came to church. The, choose, the choosing is, can be now, right now. We make that choice. Choose Jesus. Choose the way of Jesus Choose the heart of Jesus. Choose the word of Jesus. No matter how difficult it is, choose consecrated life. Choose a life that is consecrated, set apart. We've been talking about consecration in the past couple of weeks, um, uh, a, um, dedication and so on. Choose say that today my life is to be separated, set apart for your purpose, God. I make that choice. For all things work together for, the, for good, for those who loves him who make choices because without choices there's no love who are called responding to his call God you call me here am I you call me to a consecrated life I respond to say that I'm willing I'm going to live for your purpose not my purpose I'm going to enter into your glory not my glory not the glory of, of the world that is the posture we need to choose we need to we need to take to choose number two intercession. Nothing comes automatically. God has a destiny for us. The enemy wants to force us out from our destiny. He do all kinds of things, condemnation, temptation, and all the rest of it. Discouragement, distraction. He used all kinds of things to force us out from our destiny because he doesn't want us to, to, to reflect the glory of Jesus, the glory of our Creator. He wants to destroy us. He forced us out. Today I hope that you, you and I can see the bigger picture. Our destiny is a bigger picture. When we have a bigger picture, our present makes sense. Our present struggle, Paul say, is nothing compared to the glorious outcome that is destined for us. Look at our life in perspective. Intercession is to pray. Resist the enemy distraction. Resist the enemy accusation. Resist the enemy attack. Resist the enemy temptation. Resist him and say, no, God has a destiny for me. You cannot destroy that destiny. You cannot force me out of my destiny. God has called me who I am. I am, I am his. I am his, I am his, I'm his son. I'm his daughter. You cannot force me out of my identity. We intercede for others. There are those who cannot pray for themselves. Therefore, prayer meetings, what do we do? We pray. We pray that our family members, the church of Jesus Christ, will enter into our destiny. That we will resist every destiny thieves, destiny robbers. We invite the destiny restorer, Jesus Christ himself, to come into our lives, the lives of our family, the lives of our descendants, the lives of, our, uh, of, of, the, of the church, the life of the nation. And he said that your destiny, 
for this nation. Your identity for this nation shall prevail, shall be restored. And I know, and I know, and I know, today I hope that you will be even more certain that God has a plan for us. God has a destiny for us. And God said, this is my plan. This is a destiny. I hope that you're encouraged to come to pray and do not focus only on the discouragement, a little setback, temporary setback in the present because I am unstoppable. I'm the God of your destiny. We intercede and we pray. I want to invite the worship team to come and to lead us in this response song. This response song is called Turn Your Eyes Upon Jesus. A little bit of a story about Turn Your Eyes Upon Jesus. Those of us who were with us Power Station about a year ago, you would have uh, heard about the story in greater details. The song was written by a lady called Helen Lamel. She wrote this song in 1918 and published um, about 37 years later. And, 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 and uh, how she got inspiration for this song was from a pamphlet, a booklet, a, write, a short writing with drawing uh, by this lady called Lilia Strotter. Lilia Strotter was a, uh, was a missionary to Algeria. Uh, uh, and uh, and she, she, she wrote this, this story, short story, a short writing with, with pictures, her own drawing uh, called Focus. F-O-C-U-S-S-E-D, focus. This is what inspired Lilia, Lilia Trotters to, to, to write this. And, and she said in, in, the, in the writing, she said it was a little wood. I was, it was in a little wood in early morning. The sun was climbing behind a steep cliff in the east and its light was flooding nearer and nearer and then making pools among the trees. Suddenly, from a dark corner of purple-brown stems and tawny moss, there shone out a great golden star. It was just a dandelion. Uh, dandelion, uh, the, the kind of, uh, you know, the, the plant, you, you blow it and then it just, it, just, uh, it just flies off. And half withered also. That means going to die very soon. But it was full face to the sun and had caught into its heart the glory it could hold. It was shining so radiantly that the dew that lay on it still made a perfect aura around the head. And it seemed to talk, standing there, to talk about the possibility of making the very best of these lives of ours. She was inspired. A dying dandelion can be so gloriously beautiful. What about our life? What about our life? He, and she ended with this line. She said, Turn full your soul's vision to Jesus and look, and look at Him and the strange dimness will come over all that is apart from Him and the divine a trait by which God's saints are made. Even this 20th century will lay hold of you for he is worthy to have all that is to be had in the heart that he has died to win. Helen Lemire and Lilia Strotter never met in their life. 1918, Helen Lemire was given this pamphlet she read it. It inspired her to write this song. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. What's so special about this song? As you sing this song, I want to encourage us, no matter how we have journeyed in life, where we think that we are far away from, from what, where we should be, maybe regrets, let it down. We can let it down because God is not deterred. God is unstoppable to restore us to his good plan and destiny. 
The key is to turn our eyes on Jesus, our destiny restorer, our healer, our strength, the perfecter of our faith. The Hebrews writers say, Helen Lemire was a famous uh, acclaimed gospel singer. She was the daughter of a Methodist uh, priest, immigrated from England to the United States when she was 12 years old. She sang in many evangelistic meetings. She was famed, she was known. She married a wealthy European man. He had, she had life with her, you know, everything. But she contracted a disease in her later part of her life, in her adult life rather, that she was slowly losing her eyesight. She eventually became blind. Many historians doubt the story, but there were those who knew her, wrote, even when she was blind, she was full of life. When eyesight was dimming, she saw this, read this. She wrote the song, Turn your eyes upon Jesus. His physical eyes was blind, but she was talking about a different kind of darkness. No light in the darkness you see. There's light for a look at the Saviour and life more abundant and free. How ironic. She say, turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in His wonderful face. And the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light of His glory and grace. She was physically blind, but she wrote a song for all of us who could see. How ironic. A blind woman who eventually turned blind. He lived to be 97 years old, only passed away one year before I was born. 